0: The master
1: was having trouble with the state limousine. He had... The Outline, World Dispatch. It's Monday, January 8th, 2018. I'm Adrienne Jeffries. Today on the show, I follow up with the creator of CelebrityNetWorth.com, whose business is being crushed by Google. And Anne Derek Gaillot reminds us that the weather is actually worth talking about. Here's The Dispatch. the future. Over the past year or so, I've been writing about Google's Knowledge Graph and what it calls its Featured Snippets answers. Direct answers to questions that Google kind of pulls out and puts at the top of the search results page. These are also the answers that Google's Voice Assistant and Google Home will read out loud when you talk to those devices. The problem is that these answers are often wrong. Is Earth flat? According to Metro, our planet isn't a sphere, but instead a sort of pancake thing. After I wrote those stories, I got an email from a guy named Brian Warner. Hi, Brian. This is Adrian. Hey, how are you? Brian runs the website CelebrityNetWorth.com, and these Google snippets have been giving him a lot of heartache over the past year.
2: We track the net worths and salaries and wealth and crazy purchases of celebrities all over the world.
1: Is this like a whole business? Is this something in a line of sites that you
2: do? This is my whole business. I started it in 2008. Um, honestly, I, I wanted to know how much money Larry David had. I think Curb Your Enthusiasm had like just come back and uh, I was like, God, he must have made so much money from Seinfeld. Um, I Googled something like Larry David net worth and the results were garbage. Like There just wasn't anything addressing that question at all. So that kind of planted a seed.
1: So how do you figure out how much Larry David is worth?
2: We have a team of people who are assigned to the major celebrities and tracking their salary every year, court cases, real estate transactions. And then, honestly, it's happened plenty where the celebrities themselves just email us and say, hey, I'm way richer than that. I'm way poorer than that, whatever. But I would absolutely say that we are the most accurate peg of a celebrity's net worth at any given time that you'll find on the internet.
1: So when did you first see Google display net worth on its search result page as like a pullout answer?
2: So I've seen them as far back as 2012. But they they were primarily, if they were showing anybody, it was for the most famous people on the planet. And it was for a tiny, tiny percentage of them.
1: And then Google, someone from Google reached out to you in 2014.
2: Yeah. So I get an email from someone at Google. They wanted to have database access to our numbers so that they could use that database to power their knowledge graph or featured snippets, whatever you want to call it. But at the end of it, we just said, look, we're not, we're not comfortable with this because the benefit doesn't seem to really outweigh the cost of giving you over all of our data. And so we said no. But then they went ahead. They went ahead and took the data anyways. (laughs) What appears to have happened in February 2016, Google started to display net worth data scraped from our site for every single person on our site, tens of thousands of celebrities.
1: So if I type into Google Floyd Mayweather net worth, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I get this box that says 400 million and it says The net worth of Floyd Mayweather is $400 million, according to some information
0: I found on Mm bankrate.com.
2: So bankrate.com, which is crediting us for this information, is getting the Knowledge Graph Featured Snippet um, treatment and the link. And I did a test recently. I Googled the net worths of our 10 most popular celebrities in 2016. Most of those featured snippets were Bankrate. And most of them were crediting us as the source of information. I mean, Floyd Mayweather is the best example ever because we have like direct contact with his people because he loves our site so much. Um, So it's it's a particularly frustrating (laughs) example, sort of like our bread and butter guy and was getting directly in touch with us being like, my number is way higher (laughs) than that. And here's exactly a screenshot of why it should be higher. And we're like, oh, (laughs) OK, yes, sir. Done. And you said
1: that recently the results changed again.
2: If you Google some people now, there is not a featured snippet. There still seems to be a featured snippet for many of the like larger celebrities, most famous people on the planet. But um, it's clearly changing right now. And our traffic has gone up, I think, because when people are Googling someone who's less famous their net worth, they're no longer being fed the answer By Google
1: so where do you stand now you've you've regained some of the traffic you lost
2: we people lost jobs because of this Um, this was a painful experience both for me personally and for people who worked for my company so I try not to get too depressed about the lows anymore and I try not to get too excited about the highs I try to sort of stay with the mindset, um, did we pay our bills last month? If so, we get another month. We just bought ourselves another month and we're going to keep going forward with that attitude.
1: Thank you so much, Brian.
2: Thank you guys. I really appreciate it.
1: In the time since this interview, things have gotten even worse for Brian and Celebrity Net Worth. According to him, the site is no longer the top organic search result in Google. And in fact, it's not even on the first page of any net worth search. Brian says the change has caused the site's traffic to decline another 30% since this interview in April. And if it keeps going down, he may have to shut
3: down.
0: Culture.
1: Last week, the East Coast was hit by a weather system apparently known as a bomb cyclone. For a couple days, it was plastered all over TV. The powerful system is being called a bomb cyclone,
3: and that's because of the speed with which it's intensifying. Right now, you can see it's snowing, and the wind has definitely picked up at points it whips around so hard that the snow kind of flies in every which direction.
0: Uh, we're seeing the beginning of that winter bomb cyclone. That's a live look at the roads in Long Island.
1: It was easy to complain about the overhyped storm, but Ann Derek makes the point that maybe it's good to talk about the weather.
3: At the risk of sounding like a simpleton or a stoner or both, I offer you this declaration. Weather is life, and it's okay to talk about it. The weather controls what we eat, what we wear, how we move through the spaces we call our homes, how we interact with the people around us.
0: We've got that risk of storms from Savannah, Georgia, up to Baltimore, Maryland, and southern New Jersey. On the radar, you can see that
3: firing up. we start to look for some heavy rain. For some people, like meteorologists and farmers, The weather is directly tied to livelihood, but even beyond that, all of our lives are at the mercy of whatever developments come to us from the sky. A shift in air pressure can lead to literal destruction just as easily as it can make everyone on your morning commute a little more pleasant than usual.
0: I think it's gonna be Harrisonburg, Virginia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not too far away. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Just a little to the north. Mm -hmm.
3: The weather, when it's good and especially when it's bad, is an egalitarian topic of conversation.
0: And the rain's coming down a little harder now. Have we got a, a broadcast meteorology student from Penn State. What's your name? Uh, I'm Brett. Okay, what's the, what's the forecast look like? Uh, well, it looks like it's raining here in New York. Okay, you need to yeah. do, I think your parents feel pretty good about yeah, what they're know. spending.
3: Still, chatting about the weather has been reduced to the often maligned social convention of small talk. The weather's inevitable, which on the one hand makes it important, but on the other makes it kind of mundane. But if there's anything we all should be able to talk about all the time and without guilt, it's the weather, even if only for the small joy of remembering that there's a force larger and more important than you, or your public officials, or your creditors. When it comes to interactions with strangers, I'd rather spend a whole day stuck in an elevator talking about how lovely the breeze felt than, as I was recently, trapped for an hour on a train next to a passenger who asked me if I thought I was the good kind of tourists or the bad kind, whatever that means. A comment like, it's so nice out, or God, I can't believe this rain again, acknowledges a common presence in place, that you are not the only person who is alive and experiencing your environment.
1: And Al, we had snow here in Maryland. Our viewers all heard it, all across the metro. Incredible, this storm is really strengthening.
0: Did, did, now, did you do, did you do a, a Jim Cantore?
2: I I guess I need to come up with a thunder dance. I don't know how to top Jim's reaction.
0: That's your challenge, Ava. I want to see a thunder dance. And then then post it to to hashtag blizzard2016.
3: If the people close to you are far away, talking about the weather can help you situate yourselves in each other's worlds. How's the weather there is a close relative to how are you feeling and what's going on with you today. The answer to the first question so often informs the answer to the next two. In an era where everyone is constantly confronted with a slew of headlines detailing the many ways humans are making the world suck more, talking about the weather on a nice day can be a kind thing to do. And if you find yourself chatting about the weather with someone you soon discover is a climate change denier, chat on. Weather talk in that case becomes more than a pleasantry or a way to bond. It becomes a public service.
0: You've got near-blizzard conditions coming right around noon. You know that. I don't need to tell you. Snow and wind at 5 o'clock. But then the good news is you're out of it. Uh, We're still going to be dealing with this for a while. Uh,
1: And Derek Gaillot is a staff writer at The Outline. That's it for today's Dispatch. Thanks for listening. I'm Adrienne Jeffries. We'll be back with more stories tomorrow.